How can you get your message heard more quickly? I know you want to know. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the RK3 show. I'm Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me. Today's show is so meta. It's a podcast show about podcasting. <laughs> yeah, we're going to chat about how you can create visibility and grab more ears. Well, not literally, because that might hurt and it could get you punched and that would hurt too. And then you might get angry and then, anywho, we're getting sidetracked. <laughs> Let's get back. What was I talking about? Oh, oh yeah. Today's show is about how you can use podcasting to get greater visibility. But it's not about creating your own podcast. It's about getting on other podcasts. But before we get into the show, I want to remind you about some of the other great episodes we've had recently. We've had some great leadership-focused episodes. Episode 33 with Kirk Nugent and episode 36 with Jennifer McCollum of Linkage. Want to hear episodes about public speaking? Check out episode 24 with world champion public speaker Mark Brown or episode 13 with Quinn Conyers. There are a lot of great episodes in the past and a lot of great episodes to come up in the next few weeks also. And speaking of public speaking, I want to share with you a great webinar that I'm running called Five Simple Strategies to Get Paid for Public Speaking. Yep, I'm pulling back the curtain on some things and sharing with you some simple strategies that you can use to get paid for your experience or your expertise. Now, in addition to these five strategies, I'm going to be giving away a free report, adding another 15 strategies you can use to begin getting paid. So I want you to hop over to the show notes. You'll find the link there for the web class, and I'm inviting you to sign up today because you don't want to wait until it's too late. To get started, get paid for your story now. All right, and here we go with today's interview. My guest today is Jessica Rhodes. She is the founder and co-owner of Interview Connections. Jessica started podcasting in 2014 with the launch of Rock the Podcast. She is the acclaimed author of Interview Connections, How to Rock the Podcast from Both Sides of the Mic. And she's been a featured speaker at FinCon, Podcast Movement, PodFest, Multimedia Expo, and Dream Business Academy. Jessica has an amazing story. I know you want to hear it, so let's tell it. Jessica, what's happening today? I would like to know if it's possible for anyone to hear you do that intro and not be smiling from ear to ear because, (laughs) oh my gosh, your energy is like infectious and I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Excellent. Excellent. Listen, so let's jump right in to this because we want to serve our audience and we want to make sure that there's a lot of value presented here today. So let me ask you this question. I've done podcasts. This is my fourth podcast. I've done podcasts since, since 2013 as well. And what really got you interested in podcasting? 
So I started my business as a virtual assistant, um, and it was really my first client who happened to be my dad who showed me the world of business and marketing. He said, hey, I get interviewed on podcasts. It's great for my business. I have my own show. Can you get me booked on more shows? I think you'd be really good at it. That was really the genesis of this whole business was just that simple request. And once I got into it, once I started pitching him and getting him booked, I loved the podcast community because hosts were so excited to hear about the people I was representing. And my clients, the guests, loved getting interviewed because they were building amazing relationships with other entrepreneurs in their space. So it was just like a really fun way to be bringing people together and helping them get exposure for their business. And then later, I actually started my own show and got behind the microphone. But I just love the community. That's really what got me into it. Nice. So if you listen to people in, in the podcast world or if you're looking, listening to the marketing world, you've got a business and you're ultimately trying to find a way to gain money. And I'm reading these articles that say podcasting is one of the best ways to monetize your business. Right? What, what should people expect when they get onto a podcast or they start podcasting? How should they expect that to affect their business? So number one, the most realistic expectation is to have a creative outlet in your marketing strategy, because that's really what this is. This is a marketing strategy and it's a great way to get exposure. But the thing that keeps people doing it, that keeps entrepreneurs doing it, even when they don't feel like it's working, is that it's a creative way to market their business and it's a way that they can be building relationships um, with other people. So it's a way for them to be doing high-end networking virtually um, in their business. So that's a really realistic expectation. Um, This is a, a strategy, podcasting, whether you're guesting on shows or hosting your own show where you can be building an audience and be generating really quality leads. So when I have a sales call with somebody that said, I heard you on two podcasts, it is like, the best call ever because they already heard my whole story. They already got expertise. Like they are the warmest, most qualified leads that you'll ever get because they've already heard you talk for 30 minutes or more. If they've heard you on multiple shows, which is the big reason why you want to do more than just one podcast. It's a big reason why you want to be doing podcasting consistently every year because people really need to hear you more than once. Right. So let's look at this from the two angles here. One, you said you can host your own podcast and the Mm -hmm. other, you can be an interview guest on podcasts. So for the people who are hosts, if you've been hosting a podcast for 50, 60, 70 episodes, and you're not really getting a lot of listenership, what's missing? What is the thing that you would recommend, you would recommend to people who are encountering this? So it really usually comes down to marketing. So if your audience is not growing, it usually comes down to the fact that you're not marketing it. When I talk to someone who said, you know, my audience size is stagnant, I'm not growing. I ask like, okay, are you posting it on your social media? Are you sharing it to your email list? Are you sending it directly to clients that you know the information would provide value to? And usually the answer is no, people are not taking the steps to market it. And it takes time. It takes work, takes energy to put together the different quotes, um, write the blog post. So you really do, to grow your audience, you really do need a system in place to be marketing the content. Um, And then step two is really getting in front of new audiences. So going and being a guest on other shows to get in front of other listeners. I know for a fact, I've got listeners who heard me for the first time on another show that they listened to and they loved the interview. So then they started listening to my show. So that's a really great way. Eventually you need to get in front of new audiences to grow your audience. 
So I'm glad you, you segued right to that. So what's the best way to become a guest on a podcast? Do I just get a directory? Is there a list of numbers that I start calling up? How do I do that? So the first thing is to create a podcast one sheet, which is a one page PDF. It'll have your headshot, your logo, your bio, your interview topics and questions, and your contact information. I have a couple posts on my website. If you just search podcast one sheet on interviewconnections.com. I've got a couple of posts about what that, what that is and some examples that you can totally look at. Um, but create a podcast one sheet because you, when you see interview opportunities or when you find a show that you want to be a guest on, make sure you give that host your one sheet because it makes it so much easier for them to be prepared for a great interview with you and to say yes to doing an interview with you. Um, and then the next step is really just doing that research, finding shows that are a good fit for you, pitching yourself to those shows, following up, having a system in place. If all of this sounds like a nightmare, that's literally what my company does is we get people booked. Um, but it is, you know, some people are like, well, can't I just do it on my own? And you absolutely absolutely can. It's really just takes a lot of time and a clear system in place to be reaching out and following up and making the bookings happen. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 show. Hey, hey, just a quick reminder. If you haven't registered yet, go register for the web class. Five simple strategies to get paid for public speaking. You won't regret it. I promise. If you have a story to tell or expertise to share, then you need to hop on this webinar. Isn't it time you got paid for your paint? (laughs) Check the show notes and sign up today for five simple strategies to get paid for public speaking. Now, back to the show. So how do I know where to look? I mean, as a podcast host, I know that there are a gazillion directories out there. Back in the day, it was just iTunes. You had to get your show in iTunes, and that's where the podcasts were. Now you've got Apple Podcasts, you've got Stitcher, you've got Google Play, you've got Spotify, you've got Pandora, you've got <laughs> iHeartRadio, you've got TuneIn. You've got all of these different directories. Mm-hmm. How does somebody who's trying to guest on a podcast, where, where can I start looking? It's, it's a lot. So there, there are, as you said, there's a lot of shows, there's a lot of directories and a lot of the directories and players are just pulling from iTunes where the RSS feed sort of originates. Um, Not that iTunes creates the RSS feed, but that's getting into a technical conversation that we're not going to have right now, but you definitely (laughs) want to like, there's not really one place to start because I would tell you to start with Apple podcasts or iTunes, but the search function and the algorithm in iTunes isn't that great. Like it's, you, you search something and maybe 20 results come up. There's definitely more than 20 results for that. Um, so there's some good directories out there. Um, I would start just by look, think like one really great way to start is to think of an expert or another business owner that is similar to you. Maybe they have the same target audience, similar, you know, category or industry, or maybe just pick one of your competitors and find them like search their name on iTunes and see what shows they've been a guest on. It's, that's one really easy way to start is just piggyback on someone else that's getting booked on podcasts and find out what shows they're guesting on. Um, And then from there in iTunes, it'll show you related shows. It'll show you podcasts. These users also subscribed to, so you can see um, suggestions there, but this is why we have a, two full-time employees in our office, their whole job is researching because it really does take quite a bit of time to dig through all the different directories. Um, But those are a couple tips that I think will help people get started. Yeah. So when do I get started with podcasting or guesting? I, I, I'm, a, I'm a new speaker or I've just really transitioned out of my job and I'm deciding, hey, I need to leverage this and gain some visibility. 
do, do I just start calling a podcast or do it? Are there things that I need to have in place first? Yeah. So you want to make sure before, and it, now all of this being said, you can really take my advice or leave it. If you want to get booked on podcasts and you don't meet the kind of criteria that I'm recommending, go for it because I don't think there's any downside to the relationships that you would build. But right. I think to most effectively get a return on your investment, you need to have your business well-established enough where you can convert traffic that is coming to you online. So for example, if your website is not set up yet, I would not recommend doing a lot of new media marketing because you're going to generate traffic that's going to go to a site that nobody is going to opt into or people aren't going to know how they can hire you. So you also want to make sure you have some online streams of revenue. Um, Maybe you're an incredible speaker and you're charging $5,000 for a keynote and people are like on it. They want to hire you right away. Most speakers don't start out that way. They'll get paid whatever they can. They'll do free speaking engagements. So you've got to have a way for podcast listeners and podcast hosts to kind of get in your community so you can nurture those relationships until you are ready to convert them into a good paying speaking engagement. So I would say wait until you have a website that has an email list where people can opt in and that way you can work on those leads over time because, you know, I have some clients that paid me over $20,000, but they were on my email list for over a year before they actually became a client. So you will have to nurture some of these leads. So like bottom line is make sure you've got a website good enough where you're going to be converting the leads that come to you. Right. What if I'm not a speaker or an entrepreneur, coach, consultant? What if I just have a full-time job and I, I want to to get on podcasts. What's the value in that for me? Do you have any clients that do that? Is there, is there a real value for utilizing podcasts if you're not an entrepreneur of any sort? Uh, those, to be completely honest, I don't work with anyone who is not an entrepreneur. I would say if you work for a company and you can convince them to make it a part of their marketing strategy and you're the speaker and you're representing the company as a guest on podcast, that's a possibility. Um, but I would just ask yourself, like, why do you want to be a guest? Because if this is not to build a business and if it's not to generate leads, maybe you just want to go on shows and like talk about your favorite TV show. Do that. I've been on a Walking Dead fan podcast. It's so fun. It has wow. nothing to do with my business. I just wanted to talk about the show and I became Game friends with the host. So I think for fun, you can definitely do it. Um, but if it's to, you know, build a business, I think that you've got to look at establishing your company before you go out there. Okay. So wrap up question here. There are some podcasts that, that are long, an hour, an hour and a half. And then there's some that are 15 minutes and there's the ongoing debate about what is a good length. If I'm a podcast host or even if I'm, a, if, even if I'm a guest, what is a good length of podcast to, for, for a host? Yeah, so it's as long as it needs to be. Right. So if it's a more, uh, my friend Jessica Kupferman, who has a fantastic conference called She Podcast Live, I recommend everyone go to that. It's in October in Atlanta, but um, she recommends you make a show as long as it needs to be. So for example, if you're kind of going deeper, telling stories, you really need someone to open up. I would say at least 45 minutes to an hour because it really does take someone 20 minutes just to break the ice. So you right. don't want to cut off cut it off at 20 minutes before they've been warmed up to you in order to share some of those stories. If it's a tip show like this, like this is going to be a 20, 25 minute episode, this is perfect because I'm just giving you the information. You don't need to hear my whole life story and what motivates me and wakes me up in the morning. Like this is just like, I'm going to give you the content and people are probably going to be hungry for more, but that's how long it needs to be. So right. really up to you. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you've provided a lot of 
a lot of excellent tips here today, Jessica. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for hanging out with us. Where do people find you online? Where do they connect with you? Yeah, interviewconnections.com. We got a lot of content there and um, that's where you can find me online. Your story is yours, but it doesn't do anyone any good if you're the only one who knows about it. It's time to get it out into the world and podcasting is one of the best ways to make sure that other ears hear it. Get on a podcast today and speaking of ears, go over to Apple Podcasts to leave a ranking and rating and a review for the show. Also, head over to the other major podcast outlets wherever you listen to podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all of them. Yes, then be sure to head to the show notes to grab the links and the resources from this episode. I hope you had fun today. I hope you learned something. Most of all, I hope you were compelled to jump out of your comfort zone and share your story. If I can be helpful with that process, let me know by hopping over to robertkennedy3.com. That's robertkennedy3.com. Hey, y'all, don't forget, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story, and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy III, RK3, and you've been listening to... The RK3.